Welcome to the Night Food Quarterly Investor Call, and I'm your host, Stuart Smith, and I'll be joined in a moment by Sean Folkson, Night Food CEO. I want to let you know that this call will be archived on the client page at smallcapvoice.com. You can look for Night Food in alphabetical order and find this call. Now, before we get started, I'd like to go over the forward-looking statements. These forward-looking statements and the forward-looking statement disclaimer is available in the company's filings as well as every press release. This call may contain forward-looking statements, statements made on this call which are not purely historical, including but not limited to statements that contain words such as will, believes, plans, anticipates, expects, and estimates are forward-looking statements and include any statements regarding beliefs, plans, expectations, or intentions regarding the future, including but not limited to sales projections, potential customers, any products sold, or cash flow from operations. Actual results could differ from those projected in any forward-looking statements due to numerous factors. Such factors include, among others, the inherent uncertainties associated with distribution and difficulties associated with obtaining financing on acceptable terms. These forward-looking statements are made as of the date of this call and the company assume no risk or company assume no obligation to update the forward-looking statements or to update the reasons why actual results could differ from those projected in the forward-looking statements. Again, you can find the entire disclosure on any press release using the company's ticker symbol NGTF or at SCC.gov for their financial statements. With that, I'd like to welcome to the call Night Food CEO, Sean Folkson. Sean, thank you. The call is yours. Thank you, Stuart, and thank you to our shareholders, listeners, and participants for joining today's Night Food Business Update conference call. On this call, we will provide updates on our supermarket distribution strategy, our hotel rollout, and new products in development, as well as answering some questions submitted by our shareholders. And this is an exciting time for the company as we are now poised to launch into national hotel distribution. And with the opportunity presented by this significant distribution and growth opportunity, we're executing a strategic pivot towards what we believe will be a more profitable and more strategically beneficial hotel vertical. We believe that a focus on hotels will help Night Food more rapidly grow sales, grow awareness, reach profitability, and build the foundation for the sleep-friendly nighttime snack category that we envision. The future of the category we envision certainly does include widespread supermarket availability of the Night Food brand in multiple snack formats in the future. And for now, the focus is on hotels. Now, the hotel business projects to be significantly more profitable than traditional supermarket retail. We believe gross margins of 50% or more are possible in the hotel space. And unlike supermarkets, in hotels, our products are not up against an overwhelming number of competitors combined with a price-sensitive shopper mindset. We expect hotel distribution, again, to grow revenues, grow awareness, and grow the category without profits being undercut by high-slotting fees expensive advertising, and the need to aggressively and regularly discount prices to try to compete for limited shopper dollars. And to illustrate that, in the last 52 weeks, Nielsen data shows that over 40% of supermarket ice cream unit sales are made 
by consumers when the product is on sale. And what that means is only 52% of unit purchases are at full retail price. And what I think a lot of consumers may not know is when you see product on sale in the supermarkets, the discount the consumer receives is not funded or absorbed typically by the supermarket, but by the brand. And that's as true of Ben and Jerry's or Haagen-Dazs as it is of a young brand like Night Food. And these price promotions can typically cost 15% or more of gross sales for a strong and mature brand and can easily be 25 to 30% or more for a young and growing brand. And in hotels, we won't need to run sales. Uh, we won't need to run expensive ad campaigns to drive velocities. We believe we can benefit from the unique competitive advantage that sleep-friendly night food has over other brands in that hotel environment where our products can be quickly and easily understood and appreciated by the consumer. Now, towards the end of 2019, we attempted to break into hotel distribution. We had identified the advantages of higher margins, of a curated product assortment, and consumer context. And at that time, we made public announcements um, that, you know, that we had hired a consultant to help us penetrate the hotel space. We invested in exhibiting at major, uh, major hotel trade show in late February of 2020. I was having calls with global food and beverage managers of, you know, one of the largest uh, hotel chains in the world. And we were making some real progress when COVID hit. And that derailed our efforts. You know, the hotel industry was among the hardest hit industries and everything went on pause at that time. And then in late 2020, we were approached by a leading global hotel brand to have Night Food participate in a retail test of Night Food ice cream pints in hotel lobby shops. And in the summer of 2021, after months of Night Food being tested in a small number of hotels in freezers uh, in Connecticut and New Jersey and North Carolina, Texas, Georgia, Tennessee, the test was declared a success. And we received notification that Night Food would be rolled out nationally in the testing chain, which has over 500 locations in the United States. Now, there have been delays in this initial launch, mostly related to COVID. But during this time, we've been working to advance in the vertical, including discussions with additional hotel brands, hotel management companies, and group purchasing organizations. So we've made very positive use of this delay time. We've deepened our partnerships with our initial hotel brand, with Vistar, um, which is the nation's leading distributor of snacks and beverages into the hospitality industry, and also with Ideal Hospitality Partners, which is serving uh, kind of as our sales team as we scale through the hotel space. Now, another very exciting and very recent development uh, that I wanted to touch on is the agreement we signed on February 19th with an international hotel industry group purchasing organization. Group purchasing organizations are also you know, commonly referred to as GPOs, so I'll use that here. GPOs exist in many industries to help source products and services for their members. Now, this particular GPO that we have this new agreement with services well over 10,000 hotels in the United States, and those hotels are spread across virtually all of the major brands and banners. And this GPO agreement, I want to be clear, it's not a purchase order. It does not guarantee any orders or distribution, but we do expect it to help us significantly in our rollout. And remember, 
with any GPO, purchasing is literally their middle name. And industry GPOs, group purchasing organizations, typically will not take brands under contract unless they expect order volume that justifies their time and energy. Now, because of our signed confidentiality agreement, there was no press release issued about this new relationship, but we are extremely enthusiastic about the partnership, and we expect it, again, to be very helpful as we work to scale night food through the hotel vertical in the coming quarters. And so with all of these foundational developments, we believe that we've set ourselves up for an accelerated rollout once we do get into distribution. And we believe that any hotel selling snacks, and I have for a long time, any hotel selling snacks we believe has an obligation to offer sleep-friendly nighttime snacks for their guests. And as a result, we're going to keep pushing until we've secured distribution for night food snacks in every hotel that sells snacks. Now, to clarify the language we use, because I've been asked this question many times, I want to use Hyatt as an example. Um, Hyatt is not our partner, but it is a, a, a brand that I think most consumers are familiar with. So Hyatt, the umbrella entity, that's what we would call the brand. Now, Hyatt has over a dozen hotel chains as part of their brand, and, and those chains are also referred to sometimes as banners. And these include banners like Hyatt Place, Hyatt Regency, Thompson Hotels, and Caption. So now that we've kind of clarified that language, within the top five hotel brands, we've identified over 40 chains with over 26,000 locations that we believe sell snacks on premises. And again, this is just inside the top five hotel brands, which of course would be Marriott, Hilton, Choice, Intercontinental, and Wyndham. And so in that 26,000, um, we're not including things like Best Western or Sinesta or Radisson. You know, adding those and all the others, there are believed to be significantly more hotels in the United States than there are supermarkets. But just among those top five brands, we've estimated that approximately 20,000 of, of their more than 26,000 locations have freezers and sell ice cream. Not every hotel. Uh, that sell snacks has freezers, although we believe that percentage is increasing uh, over time and not decreasing. And we believe that by late 2023, we can have night food snacks in a significant majority of those 26,000 hotel properties that I mentioned. And our revenue target is $10 per hotel property per day. And that's spread across night food snack categories. And, and it refers specifically to hotel, uh, wholesale revenue to our company. So, for example, if a hotel sells a pint of night food ice cream for $7 and we sold that pint into our distributor for $3.25, we're not counting $7. That's not our number. Our number is $3.25. We're focused on our revenues, not on total consumer spend. And we anticipate reaching profitability when we have distribution in approximately 4,000 hotels, assuming only ice cream pints are available in those properties. We've modeled different scenarios where introduction of additional snack formats could bring us up to profitability faster. For example, in a location where we have uh, night food ice cream pints along with night food cookies, uh, we would expect uh, significantly greater sales than if we only had the pints. And so with each additional format in a property, we would expect our sales to increase further, which would 
uh, therefore require fewer properties to get to that break-even point. Now, to get to profitability and then to get to our $10 per property per day revenue target, we first need to enter national distribution with our ice cream pints, and that's expected to start this month. The last email update we received from our testing partner was on Friday, February 25th, so that's just four days ago. They affirmed that orders will be received by Night Food in March. Of course, this is not a guarantee. The timeline has changed uh, in the past, and it could change again. Uh, and orders could be further delayed, and there's no guarantee that orders will ever be received. But based on the update we received on February 7th, and then the specificity in the email update that we received on Friday the 25th, we are currently preparing for the possibility of orders potentially as early as this week. Now, our plan is to capitalize on our hotel distribution and the powerful margins in that vertical to grow revenue, grow consumer awareness, and grow the category. And along those lines, we're working on introducing new snack formats in addition to the ice cream pints. Now, these include single-serve night food ice cream sandwiches, which we've already announced, as well as night food cookies, both of which we hope to launch here in 2022. And for 2023 and beyond, our product roadmap includes uh, chips, candy, snack bars, and possible other snack formats. And we believe that having multiple snack formats in each hotel lobby would drive higher sales and greater consumer awareness of the brand and the category. Now, we're very proud to announce that Night Food Cookie development is almost complete. Our first commercial test batch was completed last week. I actually received the commercial samples yesterday. Um, my wife and my kids and I, we could not be more excited um, about the taste and the texture and the sleep-friendly nutritional profile we've been able to achieve. And I think uh, all the investors and consumers are going to be very, very happy uh, with our cookies. And, and because they're formulated to be sleep-friendly, um, like all of our snacks, of course, you can generally expect night food cookies to have less sugar, less fat, and fewer calories than conventional cookies with more protein and more prebiotic fiber. Plus, we added certain micronutrients that were identified and selected with help from our team of sleep and nutrition experts. We're in the process now of finalizing the cookie recipes and the packaging. We expect three cookie skews to be produced in the spring and ready for distribution. And in fact, one major hotel chain with well over 1,000 properties has already indicated that they intend to test the cookies once they're available. We also plan to test e-commerce initiative around the night food cookies. Now, we haven't made e-commerce a focus for the ice cream just simply because of the poor unit economics of shipping frozen products, but the economics of cookies are much better suited to e-com due to the lower shipping and handling costs. And we'll be testing some direct-to-consumer initiatives. And that's part of the reason that on February 1st, uh, last, you know, first day of last month, we increased the prices on our pints on our website for online ordering. Because as we're advertising and promoting the cookies, we do expect um, some residual or overflow of demand uh, for some ice cream pint sales. Now, the launch plan for our ice cream sandwiches, you know, that was uh, about the cookies. The launch plan for our ice cream sandwiches is different due to the frozen format. So with the sandwiches, the ice cream sandwiches, our strategy is first to secure a commitment from a major hotel brand to carry or uh, otherwise test the ice cream sandwiches. And once that commitment is secured, we would then produce the product. 
So while we expect the cookies to be manufactured and hopefully into distribution um, and hotel distribution during the spring, the ice cream sandwiches are more likely on a summer timeline at this point. We believe that uh, with the support of the $150,000 um, in marketing support prize money that we won in November through the Real California Milk Accelerator Program, uh, that we'll be able to arrange for a significant ice cream sandwich distribution in the hotel vertical within a few months of our initial ice cream pint purchase orders. So as you can see, there's been a significant amount of background work happening in recent months as we prepare for the hotel launch. Again, we believe there's tremendous leverage provided by this unique distribution opportunity in this vertical, um, sleep-friendly nighttime snacks in the high-margin hotel distribution space from coast to coast can lay the foundation for the category that we're creating. And from that, we envision profit, we envision awareness, and we envision a dominant position in the next great consumer category. And all of which became crystal clear to us when we received the projections based on the results of the 2021 hotel test. I'm very much looking forward to announcing our first ice cream purchase orders very soon, leading to the national hotel distribution that we've been excitedly anticipating. And with that, Stuart, let's move to the investor questions, please. Excellent, Sean. Well, this question comes from Nathan. He says, my question is to address whether night foods move to hotels should come with a rebranding. A huge part of a hotel's demographics are people on vacation who probably are not as health conscious. Think of all the people who break their diets when they're on vacation. Yes, lots of people. We all break our diets on vacation. Um, so th that's a great observation. and We definitely considered the hotel guest mentality when developing our packaging and even the recipes for our cookies. During the R&D process, there were discussions and uh, opportunities to um, you know, make a, a cookie that was grain-free or non-GMO or, um, you know, organic or keto, um, you know, but those are things that we just don't think the average hotel consumer would really be concerned about. And so we went with a more uh, mainstream offering, which is also really more in line with our ice cream. You know, we, we feel that the ice cream pints already kind of meet this standard of being a better for you choice but not to the point where a mainstream consumer, you know, might be scared off because the product comes across as being positioned as too healthy and maybe not really enjoyable to eat, um, you know, which is always a concern. So, um, you know, I want to point out that, you know, in fact, the hotel ice cream test started early last year with our original packaging, uh, you know, the multicolored packaging. And, and a few weeks or maybe a month after the test started, that was when we first produced the pints with our new package designed, the bold blue look and the larger um, Crave Monster. And when we started shipping that into the test hotels, we were informed that there was uh, an increase, a meaningful increase with the new pack design. And of course, you know, the new pack has the word fleet friendly, big and bold on the front panel. And we think that was an important piece of that. So we don't feel that our package, um, either of the ice cream or of the cookies comes across as what I would consider to be too healthy for the average hotel consumer. And we're not planning on a significant redesign of the pack or a significant rebrand of the product line. The brand simply represents what we believe is a better, healthier, and more sleep-friendly choice for 
anybody that's going to be snacking at night. And that's what we want to continue to be for that hotel consumer. Very good. Here's a question from Scott. And he says, do you see the company shifting focus back to supermarkets in the future? Well, you know, as I mentioned, we definitely see a bright future in mainstream supermarkets and national chains such as Walmart as consumer awareness increases. Um, But we don't see ongoing consistent success in that vertical unless and until we are successful with the hotel rollout, you know, especially considering Walmart and Shaw's recent uh, decisions to rotate night food out of distribution. So, you know, the power of the hotel distribution lies in our anticipated ability to drive strong sales velocities and high margins from day one, right, with nothing but product placement. Um, You know, as we grow, we plan to add in supermarket distribution as appropriate. Um, we expect to be coming in with strength and awareness, and we can be strategic about uh, our supermarket growth. And even with the lower margins, supermarkets and mass retail are a big part of the game plan as the business scales. You know, that kind of distribution obviously gives us access to many more consumers uh, when we're at the right stage of the category life cycle and the right stage of the consumer adoption cycle. Look, our plan is to be the category king of the sleep-friendly nighttime snack market. And and that's what will fulfill the mission that I set out on and bring maximum value to the shareholders. And it's important that we're in the right channels at the right time in order to establish and maintain that position. Obviously, we expect hotels to help us establish that position in the mind of the consumer, right? Validating that link between what you eat and, and your sleep quality. And supermarkets will also play their role when the time is right. Um, we know we can't service all the night snackers out there if we're only in hotels. Supermarket distribution um, is, is a must for us uh, when the time is right. The next question comes from Richard. He says, with the product not growing in Walmart and other supermarkets, what makes you so confident it will succeed in hotels where I'd guess they sell much less ice cream? Well, we, we test the results. We trust the results of the test. You know, we see the decision by the hotel to put us in and we see the interest from, you know, the, the other chains that we're talking to and the GPOs and the kind of buzz that we've got going on in the industry. I mean, you know, the offering just makes sense in hotels. Um, it's certainly true that hotels sell much less ice cream than supermarkets. But remember, you know, in a supermarket, night food might have three or four, um, you know, SKUs, you know, um, different flavors, let's call them, you know, in the ice cream section. And there might be, you know, three or four night food out of, you know, four or five or 600 total pint offerings. You know, Ben and Jerry's alone might have 40 or 50. And and then you've got Haagen-Dazs and Talenti and everything else in there. So, you know, um, in a hotel, we're not going to be, you know, down around 1% most likely of the uh, varieties available. We might be you know, one out of three SKUs, or we might be, you know, two out of four or five. And, you know, we believe that we can sell uh, half or more of the total pints that are sold in the hotel vertical. Because in that environment, sleep-friendly ice cream makes perfect sense for that consumer who's in that shop in the evening looking for a snack to be consumed in that moment. And, you know, our projections um, and our confidence comes from the demand forecast that we received, which was based on the test results. And, and the other thing is that those numbers 
they line up pretty well with the velocities that we were seeing and the feedback that we received when we had secured our first handful of hotel points of distribution, you know, in late 2019, which was just before, um, just before COVID hit. Sean, here's a question from Albert. Does the company have enough cash on hand or will more capital be needed this year? So we mentioned this in the queue and, and, you know, look, there's certainly some realistic scenarios where we would attain profitability before needing to raise more cash, um, which in, in certain scenarios would make it uh, unnecessary for us to raise additional cash. And, and there's other scenarios where we would need to raise cash this year. Um, you know, the key variables include how quickly we're able to get distribution um, in more and more hotels, getting to that. Uh, number of 4,000 if it's just the ice cream pints, and also how quickly are we able to secure additional distribution for cookies and in how many properties, and then obviously the velocities in those um, properties that we do get distribution in. Um, again, our recent group purchasing organization deal and the conversations that are ongoing with other chains, uh, you know, assuming we get the purchase orders, the initial purchase orders that we're expecting in the timeline that we're now expecting, uh, we do project profitability to happen at some point during the second half of calendar 2022. So this year, uh, if we do need some additional capital here in 2022, we don't expect it to be a significant amount that would either be difficult to raise or have a substantial impact on the cap table. Uh, we received interest from investors that have indicated they would like to be involved in our projected success in the event of hotel traction. So we've had people already soliciting us for participation, uh, for investment participation. And, and again, all of this assumes a hotel launch of at least moderate success. Well, Sean, the last question comes from Clarence, who asked, do you expect hotels to carry lots of different night food items, or are they more likely to choose one sleep-friendly snack or another for their guests? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it gets back to our core, which is delivering better, healthier, more sleep-friendly snacks for people that are already snacking at night. So if somebody's looking for cookies, they may not be that likely to instead buy a pint of ice cream, even if it says sleep-friendly on it. So, you know, we believe the best way for hotels to service their guests is to offer sleep-friendly versions of all of the most popular nighttime snack formats. You know, I think I've said this previously, um, a hotel would, would never put out a pot of coffee typically without also putting out a pot of decaf right next to it. And we'd like to think, uh, think of it the same way across all snack formats, right? Ice cream pints, novelties, cookies, chips, whatever you want that night, we would want there to be a sleep-friendly version for you right there uh, in the hotel. So based on our vision, and more importantly, more importantly than our vision, Based on conversations we've already had with the food and beverage team of our initial brand partner, we all envision each hotel property having multiple night food formats. So our pints would be next to the Ben and Jerry's. Our ice cream sandwiches might be next to the Klondike bars. Our cookies would be, you know, between the Oreos and the Chips Ahoy. And that's how we envision exceeding $10 per property per day in wholesale revenue and how also, we envision establishing the category in the mind of the consumer. When that consumer sees that some of the most trusted hotel brands in the world, you know, who have collectively invested billions in supporting better sleep, when those hotels 
are trusting night food for their guests, that would just be an amazing endorsement. And it's why we think this launch, as we envision it, is the key to much more than just revenue and profitability. We see it as the key to owning a new category where consumers are already spending billions of dollars every year. Well, thank you, Sean. There are no further questions. I'd like to thank the Night Food shareholders who sent in their questions. And once again, this will be available so you can spread the word at smallcapvoice.com. The entire call will be on our client section under the Night Food tab. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank you, Stuart. Have a great day. All right, for Sean Folks, and this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening.